One of our favorites, uh, you know, I, I've gained this moniker of J. West Texas Leeson, but you are Jeff Lubbock Griffith. <laughs> Lubbock's son. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll take that, Mr. Leeson. Uh, Good afternoon. Jeff Griffith is Lubbock City Councilman, won by five votes in 2014. And one with 100% of the vote in 2018. Congratulations. Well, that's a little bit of improvement. After four years, I've, uh, hopefully uh, I've improved. But thank you very much, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you really got that knocked out of the park there, Griffin. <laughs> uh, so let's just go with some rapid-fire questions. And so we voted to, to let go of Auditorium Coliseum. You've been interviewed, and now we get into a little extended interview here. But what does it mean for Lubbock now? The biggest thing is that, uh, and and I had a meeting on it today with our facilities committee and our city manager uh, to determine uh, going forward how that we don't have a date certain that this will happen. So uh, the transfer, the transfer, yes. How does the transfer happen? That's that's what we were going through. This and is unprecedented. Absolutely. Yeah. It uh, s- historically, a lot of this goes back from to 1944, then mm-hmm. 1953, mm-hmm. Uh, and then so there's I, there's is, been is, amendments. Does city legal have like cots set up right now, trying to figure this out. No, uh, our our legal staff has done a great job. Our city attorney's office. Uh, They've been, Mitch Satterwhite has been on this for years, literally, has has analyzed this. Oh, this particular issue? Yes. Oh, okay. So that we know, and so uh, how, and and obviously we're getting with Texas Tech and and determining uh, when this will happen. And uh, as far as commitments that are in place and the transfer as far as our legal abandonment of those two facilities, so yes, there is a lot to it, and that's the reason we had. That's one reason we had a meeting this morning. So, do you have any ballparks coming out of that meeting on when the transfer would take place? Uh, that, honestly, it, there's a good chance we do it at uh, the city's year end, uh, which could be end of September. Okay. I think that's our. That's probably the. It could uh, be that the first, soon. The, the first yeah. target date. Yes, sir. In tech, according to reports, is you hear a couple of years. It's so it's not. It's not for. It's not specific. It's just general. In a couple of years, tech will for a couple of years. I should say, tech will leave these facilities open, and then they will close. Up to, I think up to two, and I I don't have exact. Uh, you'd have to talk to. Obviously, the chancellor or or the president about this, but they uh, they've been good at making sure that the, ro- the commitment to the rodeo next year, and I think there's a good chance that maybe the year after. But what we've got to understand that uh, we want to be respectful of the commitments that are there, and that uh, everything's done proper deed wise for the future, because again, this is. Uh, literally since 1944, some of these documents, 1953. It's so peculiar because it's it's framed in such a way that you can do this in the charter. The charter's language is 
and I wish I were more of a grammarian and I would be able to, to say this more articulately, but the city charter effectively says you can do this if there's a vote of the majority. But it doesn't talk about how it, to do this. It says, it, well, uh, there is some language in the how uh, in the 1961 charter no i didn't read through that one sorry so <laughs> i'm really shocked one. mr leeson but the i mean i caught everything up to like 59 and then everything yeah. after 74 61 day was <laughs> when the charter the city charter was amended to uh for sure bring it to a vote like we just did and uh once it passed then it allows the city council to uh, vote and determine a date of abandonment. Okay. So it's that's that part's a little vague as to it doesn't say we we have to do it in the next thirty days or next year. It says uh, it allows us to vote to. You and abandon. I have had a lot of conversations on air and off air about public trust, and that in Lubbock, Texas, the most precious commodity is public trust. I agree. And that, you know, political feelings being what they are, it's it's rather easy, I've found, for people in Lubbock just to go off the handle whenever they've seen enough and they feel like they've not been given ample opportunity to speak out on issues. The public, by 4%, trusted the council, but a lot of that on commitments, a lot of it on well they say this is going to happen now it's not written anywhere but this is what they say talk a little bit about what you think about the public going your way by four points and what you think the onus is now on this council with that trust endowed by at least four points well the 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 actual trust in the data is that uh not just the yearly loss of a little over 600,000 but the trust I guess is that we've already done the work and that uh, the analysis if we spend 12, 15, 20 million dollars in those facilities that there's there is no marketability that we're going to gain by putting that much money in those facilities because the other facilities are are coming out of the ground or already here, uh, i.e. the Buddy Holly Hall and, of course, the United Supermarket Arena on the Texas Tech campus. So big concerts, smaller concerts, basketball is definitely uh, covered uh, with the other facilities. But the, the public trust of going forward with our uh, the rest of our community of pushing for a dirt expo uh, is heightened now because now the clock's ticking. That is probably the biggest trust issue. Ticking on who? Uh, on I think on us at City Hall, on county commissioners, the at Texas Tech University, to uh, make sure and and private citizens, private donors, foundations that want to be involved in mm-hmm. this uh, great endeavor to build an actual for a rodeo dirt event expo and 
talks in the works on that? It has been for months. Okay. And that's where... Like a year's worth of months or mm, two years worth of months? Four or five months. Okay. Uh, that we, that, that, as far as the getting in depth with it, yes. Yeah, so... The analysis of it. The analysis of, of dirt event. I've got data in my office, uh, Jay, from every dirt event center in the state from Austin to Waco to Abilene to Amarillo uh, you it is uh, you need a lot more space people don't realize that Coliseum uh, was never built for a rodeo how how seven and a half acres is all well seven and a half acres but give us a good idea of the width at the widest part and the length at the long like I remember as a kid I could barely see the Tony Baroni brawl <laughs> there on <laughs> the Texas A&M the, basketball the, game the is north, what you're referring the north side yeah. of the call I could barely put eyes on it yeah. it seemed like a long ways away but you're saying that a dirt track needs to be much larger than a dirt facility a, a good perspective of Tony Baroni brawls if it's indoor or outdoor but also uh, the actual acreage, we're talking probably 90 to 100 acres is, is the analysis that we've come up with. And we have what in the... In Seven the, and a half. How, okay. Yeah, that's and, a little bit different. Because you're talking about pen space for animals. You're talking about the, the, tra- the trailer space. And a lot, of these, uh, a lot of these animals are worth more than my house. Uh, so you don't just put them in tight spaces they need their own space and, and you, we're talking about you feel like the coliseum modeling after some of these others that have been successful in the, has the coliseum the lost dirt events because of it essentially has 10 percent of required acreage great point uh pro has bull it? riders never come back really absolutely since when well uh, this is uh don't hold me to this but i think four to five years ago they said no moss Hmm. Yeah, Kinda so like we already the, lost the bull riders, like yeah. the Lion King on the auditorium side. Yes, yeah. that's that's a good yeah. analogy. So the uh, these are my two hangups, and you gonna be able to hold on after the break. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's get into it now, and then we'll go into the break. My two big hangups with this have been the lack of a dirt track after the next couple of years uh-huh. and i've heard people talking about the abc rodeo going to la Mesa. have you heard those things sure yeah yeah they, i mean and i've had conversations with uh some of the gentlemen from the rodeo and uh abc club it's uh they do great work and they should be applauded and um you know we've got to get a, I mean, think about where we are. And you, and you just brought up tech and the the vet school. I know it's a, a, a much longer conversation, and and uh, not to veer into that, Jay. But really, if you think about the where we live, can our I, place. Can I just interrupt you for just a second? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this claim right now. Had John Sharp been on the opposite side of you in this proposition, y'all would have lost. <laughs> Based on all the tea leaves I'm seeing right now with the vet school, that's a larger conversation. I we just want to interject there. Uh, okay. John Sharp, you don't want to go up against that guy, but you live in, we live in a place. Uh, go ahead. We live, uh, 
when we first had got data, uh, there is we're the third largest city in, and, and I'm quoting two of the gentlemen that have done the homework, third largest market in the United States with a major university with a need for a dirt facility because we live in a place where our ag bit world is huge. And uh, my goodness, the, the need, I mean, when you think about our ranching heritage in this whole region, Mm-hmm. And uh, for us to miss out on a lot of business coming here, a lot of tourism coming here for those events, uh, there's a whole lot of opportunity in the future if we get this done properly. So is that the next move? Yes. Putting that together? Yes. I mean, the likelihood that Lubbock voters would be asked to take up a bond? Well, no, I don't think it'd be, I think you could possibly maybe see a venue tax, which doesn't affect your property tax or mine. It affects someone checking into a Lubbock hotel or motel. Uh, It's a little bit of an adder called a venue tax or a rent car tax. So it's it's added to that uh, might help fund this with private donation. So out-of-town travel essentially writing the note absolutely okay doesn't doesn't affect us yeah uh not enough to hurt uh the tourism dollar uh the growth of our city as you talked about many times what's Uh, the biggest rodeo event in this region and by this region i mean let's go all the way into mid new mexico let's go into central colorado and then over to kansas and then Let's take the radius down Oklahoma City back this way. I don't have an exact. I mean, I, I, but I, what I'm thinking there, and I'm not. I'm not trying to do. I'm not trying to do political consultation. But it seems like there's the opportunity to run a huge event on an annual basis on a new dirt track in Lubbock. Yes. With exorbitant visitors coming in. Absolutely. And uh, t- I'll give. let me give you a reference point. And then, uh, I know Fort Worth's a much larger, Metroplex a much larger market, but uh, uh, in Fort Worth, they're under construction of a $450 million dirt event center. I think people here are going to say you can have it. Right. <laughs> 450 million. Wow. Yeah. Man, I have to Fort Worth. I'm making Look a note up. to get Bud Kennedy Fort Worth Star Telegram on. Talk about that. Yeah, and uh that's under construction as we speak. Um it's um uh I saw it it's been a few months back and uh it's a very sizable structure. Okay. Little sister, why don't you hit the break? Jeff Griffith, Lubbock City Councilman in. Two things coming up. The other thing that kind of grinds my gears is municipal. There's nothing left for taxpayers as far as this That's the argument I'd make you make this great. No way that thing gets ter- torn down for $4 million. Get That's that. on Texas Tech. We'll get back with Jeff Griffith. Mind. We want to get to know you 
Blue Collar Bill here. For 20 years, West Texas Accessory Depot has been Lubbock's place for toolboxes, grill guards, power inverters, and everything I need to make my rig work for me. And now Accessory Depot is a licensed Stanley Black & Decker wholesaler, so I can get my DeWalt Porter Cable and Proto Work Tools with 80's great customer service at cheaper prices than the box stores. They're a one-stop shop for a full truck outfit from toolbox to tool out. Give West Texas Accessory Depot a call today at 806-866-9494. That's 806-866-9494. Or go see them at 7405 82nd, just west of Valencia, or at WTAccessoryDepot.com. That's WTAccessoryDepot.com. Hey, Lubbock. Are you thinking about buying or selling a house? You can rely on Charity Leeson at Amy Tapp Realty to provide excellent full-service care from start to finish. Charity Leeson will work with integrity to find your perfect home, right on budget, with open and honest communication. Call to discuss options today at 806-370-7340. Again, that's 806-370-7340. And check out CharityLeeson.com and Charity Leeson Realtor on Facebook. Hey, this segment brought to you by Title One, Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company. Title One, committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty consumer lending needs at TitleOne.com. Jeff Griffith, Lubbock City Councilman, friend of the program, on with us explaining how the region's facility in a lot of ways has uh, changed in what changes can be made to replace it a conversation that a lot of people are interested in councilman we appreciate your candor coming in glad to be here uh so thank you let's take a rabbit trail right quick you brought some um some gl glass containers in here and uh, it's not beer, it's root beer, caffeine-free, gluten-free uh, root beer. Triple X, what's this about? Jay Leeson, this is a gift uh, that I wanted to bring you when uh, Mayor Dan Pope uh, bet the mayor of West Lafayette, Indiana, where Purdue University is located, on the Texas Tech men's basketball game versus the Purdue Bullermakers. The bet was there uh, since 1895 custom brewed great root beer by the way and uh, so they brought since Tech beat Purdue in Boston great game and uh, our basketball team did I mean fantastic things this year of course and so we were lucky enough that these folks that own Triple X Root Beer from West Lafayette showed up at the Lubbock City Hall, had a press conference with Mayor Pope, brought cases of this root beer to pay off the bet from the mayor of West Lafayette, Indiana. Here's my first question, though. Was Pope contacted by whoever the mayor is? Is Villanova a town? 
Or no, Villanova's in Philadelphia. Okay. So if the mayor of Philadelphia would have called Pope, if I were Pope, I wouldn't have taken the bet. <laughs> we got beat by the additional uh, national champions. Yeah, and I mean, you'd be crazy to take that bet. Well, and the, uh, Unless it was, like, you know, like no skin off your back. Well, uh, I'm sure Mayor Pope would have made that bet. Uh, and uh, I'm confident that he would have if that would have been on the table. But uh, we really celebrated with this. These folks were great from from Purdue and West Lafayette. So kudos to them for and, and their mayor for making the trek to Lubbock and yeah. honoring the bat. I mean, how sad is this, though, that I don't want to open it. I want to keep it okay. as a keepsake. Okay. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it beside the Mike Leach signed football okay. that the dog has chewed up and the <laughs> boys have worn out. And also the Bob Knight basketball that the boys have worn out and the dog has chewed. Okay. But I'll just put it right there beside him. All right. I appreciate the uh, memento. Though. Well, I, I think you I mean, It's not every day that Lubbock, Texas beats Purdue. Well, it, it have a team... That is 27 and 10, makes it to the Elite Eight, highest ranking ever, number six in the nation is what we ended the season. So uh, kudos to Chris Beard, his staff, and great team. 100%. 100%. But here's my deal is I tried real hard leading a couple of weeks leading up to the municipal auditorium vote. Like, I'm a numbers guy, and I want to see the, the economic facts involved before I really go out on a limb about something. And what I wanted was to know between Wednesday and Saturday, and these things altered. Like, sometimes Tech was on Big Monday, and so the Wednesday game was on Monday, and, you know, the Saturday game might have been on Thursday from time to time. But what I wanted to know what, was what is the economic impact of Texas Tech basketball now because the I know that in the city budget that you guys put out I think in 2015 the header was that Texas Tech football games now granted and you don't have to make any comment here councilman because this is a little bit outside your wheelhouse but this is when we were good at football and whenever we were good at football we would go between four and six million dollars economic impact in Lubbock Texas with the aforementioned hotels, rental cars, etc., uh, with people coming in. But what I wanted to know was, uh, what is the impact of Texas Tech basketball for this simple reason? I wanted Chris Beard to get up on that stage and say, hey, and he didn't have to speak to the policy necessarily, but he could just kind of wink at us and say, you know, times have changed. I know that you you loved Jason Sasser in that building and you loved Stan Bonowitz and Lance Hughes and you loved those memories of Gerald in that building but a new day's before us and I think there's a good chance that we're going to get five Zaire Smiths every decade if we build an athletic dorm at the existing place of the Auditorium Coliseum but it never happened but I really want to know the economic impact because and I understand that you can't build like publics cannot build exclusive student-athlete dorms. That's correct. But it can be 49%. Yes. Student-athletes have to occupy, can occupy up to 49%. Uh, Is that your understanding of what's going to go there? There's, I think there's a very good chance of that, yes. 
I don't have the exact. Again, you'll have to ask. So then we go Professor into Skovinec. the number that I've thought has been bogus. And, you know, we can get Skovinek on. He can talk to us about it. But I always, just from a construction engineering perspective, knowing just enough to be dangerous and talking with a lot of other people about that structure, because that was a civil defense structure. Yes, the, absolutely. The Coliseum. Uh-huh. And I've been told by people that they don't know of another structure west of the Mississippi that has as much steel per foot in the structure. So I always thought that the number four four million was a little bogus, that it's going to be a lot more than that. We, the, From a city standpoint, I can uh, assure you, we've never had an assessment done of that, uh, to my knowledge, because in the charter... We couldn't demo that structure. So from uh, the assessment that was done by Tech, four and a half, five million dollars, that was done by their facilities department. And uh, I've not heard any other number. But, uh, yes, there is a lot of concrete and 1956 uh, steel in that building. No doubt about it. And so... uh, I, I'm not an engineer, but uh, I, taking down that big a building, yes, it's gonna, it's it's that's a, it's a big undertaking, and I applaud Tech for doing it. But as an official, when I hear you saying I applaud Tech for doing it, I, what I'm hearing you say as a city official is, if it costs a lot more than four million dollars, I also applaud Tech for doing it because it's yours now. It it will be theirs, and. Uh, and, and let hey, the taxpayers we, are not going to shoulder to use the chancellor's language. Lubbock taxpayers are not going to shoulder any of that cost. That is correct. And uh, that is part of it. Hmm. That is part of the deal. So, so, Jeff Griffith, City Councilman, District 3 in Lubbock. For people, people hear that a lot, Jeff. Let's just do a little uh, civics lesson. District 3, 19th Street, Indiana uh, University. The... By the way, and that's that's one reason I was passionate about this, the Coliseum Auditorium is in my district. Is it? Yes. What? Yeah. Uh, the I thought your district started on the north side at 19th Street. Starts at, at Marshall Sharp and in, in University. Wow. Jones Stadium, if you will. And then it c- pretty much comes down uh, Marshall Sharp Freeway all the way to the West Loop and then goes to South Plains Mall, goes back up slide, uh, cuts west to east, uh, 46th and 50th-ish, all the way towards uh, when you get to uh, Indiana. And then Indiana, I go south to 66th and pick up the beautiful Caprock edition. And then back to University, University back up to Plains Capital Bank, 50th and University, and then it juts back to Hartford right by Monterey High and goes back north to 34th, 34th down to back to University East and then all the way up University to Jones Stadium. Okay. So I've got Griffith Central Central part of the city and I might add I have the smallest land mass district and the smallest population district. Really? Yes. Why? Uh I guess they don't When were tru- those maps drawn? Uh, they were adjusted in 
20, maybe 2010. Okay. Yeah. All right. Might have been adjusted then. Well, I'm looking at a map, and I mean, your district was, is it safe to say 60 40 based upon returns, green being for? Yes. And blue being against? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, uh, that map came from, uh, you might reference where the map's from. Uh, from Matt Dotre. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, you not. tell me where the map's from. <laughs> well, I had not seen that. Yeah, that's what but uh, it, it, uh, what Matt wrote a Sunday piece on. I asked him to send me what he was writing on there. Yeah, and my my district uh, voted. I mean, you got the terrace in it. And definitely, then, uh, what you mean is Tech Terrace. Yeah, te- excuse me. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the neighborhood. <laughs> but. Uh, the uh, central part of the city and the southwest part of the city were the heavily, most heavily yeah. voted for uh, the Prop A yeah. abandonment. Where was Juan Chavez on all this? Was he for it? Yes. Okay. Because the east side of the city was not. Uh, that was a hard no. Okay. I, not, uh, I have not seen the data you've looked at. Yeah. Well... Again, my Matt. That's it. I'm impressed. Matt, Matt Dotry data. You've got special uh, uh, data. I do uh, not, Mr. Lisa. I just have. I have friends in high places, <laughs> uh, as opposed to low. So, uh, Griffith, as we carry on here as a closeout, um, one of my big hangups has been access, and you know, I talk about access to a lot of things on this program. We, I had Arrington in here. We were talking about rural access to credit, you know, and I have different people in. We talk access to health care, and we have access to public education under Article 7 of the Constitution on Texas state politics. Yes. But locally, once the municipal auditorium coliseum is gone, then there's nothing that's municipal about these gatherings so where is the public access civic center theater has been redone and uh is definitely public access uh we've we've actually put quite a bit into the remodel of the civic center over the past few years and uh want people to utilize that facility you know listen i've heard people and i'm not gonna you and i have not had this conversation it's ada compliant by the way and that's important. That'll save you about $20 million. So you and I have not had this conversation, but I'm going to put you on the political hot spot before you leave. Now that that vote is over, the Municipal Auditorium Coliseum, and, and I was pretty outspoken that I think it's ill-fated and it's misguided to blame problems of decades' worth of what's essentially abandonment, or as people could say, lack of maintenance. But this didn't just happen in the last three or four years. This has been a problem that's been brewing for two and a half decades, right? And so it'll be really interesting, and you may want to go there with me, you may not, but it'll be really interesting that you've got a candidate in the Lubbock County judge race who is within the beginning of that timeline that I just laid out versus another guy and what kind of issue the Municipal Auditorium Coliseum comes into play into that race about, you know, what's good governance and what you want at the county level 
because this happened at the city level. Uh, what do you expect to happen there? Do you well, think I'm, it'll become a race in the county judge race I, coming up May 22? I have not watched that close enough to know, and I'm not trying to dodge your question. But, you, uh, but, I, but, but I want, you've but handled I a lot it. of questions about this is, I mean, I've heard people certainly say this is on this council, and I disagree with that. I think that this is several councils back. Well, that's, that's the reason that uh, I would like to comment on this, because... What I did, I, I was very fortunate in that I spoke with several former council members, men and women, that told me they dealt with this way before 2000. I mean, we're talking in the 90s. No, we're dealing with the state of that facility. Yeah. Yeah. And what to do with it back then. But it became because an issue in that election. United, United Supermarkets Arena, at the time United Spirit Arena, was built in 1999 yeah so i mean it's been in play for and coach knight came in and we yeah. were all like this is awesome yeah <laughs> and then he came to live here and we were like losing our mind yeah, yeah but, i remember that but it's uh i mean that's almost 20 years ago but the point is that the uh those previous council members said hey we applaud y'all for finally taking this up because we were de- we were dealing with it back then. Were they thinking about twenty years ago putting yes. this up for a vote? Greater, longer than twenty years ago. So, do you think here, that played into the decision to defer the money to another place rather than the Auditorium Coliseum? I think the the from what Civic I've been Center. told, and 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 I'm going to share with you what other council previous council members have told me because I didn't investigate the best I could this because there was a lot of confusion before this vote on previous deferred maintenance. 2004 bond, uh, $4.5 million citywide vote approved to put into the auditorium. By the time they, good or bad, I wasn't around then, but good or bad, they did not do anything with it till 2009. Okay, so, well, so talking about, talking about, So, do you have any idea where ADA law was at that point? I don't think. Okay, that's an I, important factor. That I is, don't a, know that it is an important I factor. I think that. But you're saying prices ever- prices went up, and so their cost estimates changed, and they decided they didn't want to raise taxes to finish the project, thus moving the money as the election verbiage stated they could move the money to the Civic Center. In hindsight, and I'm going to use a big word for, for me, Jay, it might have been fortuitous. Nice. Because actually that money, instead of sitting in an auditorium and then making a coliseum even a more uh, bizarre instrument to deal with, huh. we didn't know the Buddy, they didn't know the Buddy Holly Hall was going to get built. That's really so the Buddy Holly Hall getting built actually doesn't make I can't take a position on their on that 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 might have been a good decision not to put money into the auditorium at that hmm. point. Well, and could you imagine we just put 5 million into that. Now, we just being 13 12 years ago just but I couldn't imagine how that vote would have gone 
Oh, I, I think I think the vote would have been lost had taxpayers put five million into that facility. Yeah, good point. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Does it may change the dynamics totally? But it it has the. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to throw darts at the at what did or didn't happen in the past because guess what? I can't. I can't. You learn from history, but you can't change history. You learn from it. What I'm supposed to do is deal with the hand we're dealt with today. And today, I think this was definitely the best for Lubbock. Yeah. Okay. And that four points, I mean, that's landslide territory. A lot of people what, what have told you, me they didn't could, vote because they thought, oh, gosh, it's going to win by a landslide. Mm-hmm. So they didn't vote. Uh not realizing that it was uh, uh, some folks were vehemently against it. If I did a show all the time about city politics, you know what I'd call those people? 91 percenters. <laughs> the, the 91 percent that doesn't show up. Yeah, I believe it was 11 percent. Was it 11? Vo- I think that I voted. it was 9. I may be wrong. Let me look at this. I think but that, that I was think, yeah. uh, based on some. That too, I'll just attribute that to Dotre. But okay, and, you know, I I give Dotre all the credit and I give him all the blame. That's what I like to do with Dotre. <laughs> I think that's well, wise. Uh, <laughs> Griffith, any departing words here as we get you out? Uh, I've brought you a updated version of the annual financial report for the year end, th- September thirtieth, twenty seventeen. It's hot off the press, Mr. Leeson. Well, for your, work out. I know you've got uh, you a iPad? big event tonight. Yeah, but I wanted you to have one of the first copies uh, that explains oh, this. Same, explains some Queen of the data Queen. that you may be after. Yeah. So top employers. And James Arnold in here the other day. Top employers: Texas Tech, Covenant. Do you classify Covenant as? They'd be nonprofit, right? Yes. Okay. United Supermarkets, private, because yeah. somebody's got to feed all these people. Texas Tech Health Sciences Center, number four, Lubbock ISD, number five, University Medical Center. Not surprised. City of Lubbock, number seven, Lubbock County, number eight, Friendship ISD, number nine, and then Living Center. And uh, I'd like to see how much Medicaid dollars are involved there. Yeah. Medicare. I, I know where you're headed. Yeah, and, and uh, so I felt you could like still make the case that seven are public entities, eight. Okay. Yes, absolutely, and and uh, I mean, look, and look, I don't want to get you in because people mishear me say that all the time, and you know, I made the point too. If I were a Beto O'Rourke, or I were a Democrat that had some leanings to the center, which lots of Democrats today aren't. But, you know, like a Drew Landry, for example. Uh-huh. Okay, a guy who's running for a state house, and he will extend his NRA card to you as soon as he shakes your hand. I would make the case, if I were these guys, that Lubbock knows how to make government work. Government does not drive Lubbock. Lubbock drives government. And I think that's the way it's meant to be. You don't get caught up like San Francisco, right? And, you know, if your dog poops on the sidewalk you're you're going to do five years hard time i mean that's not the way government works and and lubbock does make government work and it works for small businesses and small businesses provide great services so we need need to try to get out of the way yeah and and let business 
work and we've got a great business climate and as this data shows a very growing city and uh i'm proud of the direction we're headed well i'm gonna i'm gonna fact check you on all this jeff griffin on the program ross ramsey executive editor of the texas tribune talked to us about the latest goings-ons in uh in texas politics and thursday curtis parish is running for Lubbock County Judge, he'll come in expecting uh, his opponent, Gary Boren, within the next week or maybe two as we come up to those May 22 elections. So good stuff ahead, and I will get in tomorrow on the piece in the Amarillo Globe News, Lubbock Avalanche Journal, on the vet school, um, a lot of talk that things seem to be what, what did they say? Uh, I'm pulling up the headline right now. We're loading. We're loading. Uh, pieces, quote, coming together. Texas Tech's Amarillo Vet School concept gaining focus. Uh, get in with some. I'll, I'll just open the segment tomorrow. The opening monologue will be on this tomorrow. What they say, what I'm hearing. And we'll talk about what's going to happen with the vet school. But until tomorrow, got to go now and not go home and have an above-average supper and get with a great family, but go to Abernathy, by golly, Texas, and hang out with some people doing a presentation tonight, giving some remarks. You can check it out on the other side of Texas Facebook. So thank you for tuning in, and thank you for telling a friend you want to know more about other side of Texas and what we're about those remarks will give you a lot of background on how do we got where we are today. Twitter, OSTX show, and other side of Texas.com. And with that, Queen Catherine's going to get us out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wouldn't be here without you. I don't like the way the gas is high. And I don't like the way the stocks are down.